0: Hey there. it's Gary Parish, welcome back to CBS Sports Iron College Basketball Podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting Dodo birds and Leaky Black Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button like your brain and Davies you have consent, as you likely know. In previous years leading up to the NBA draft, we've dedicated short episodes of the Iron College Basketball Podcast to some of the top-tier prospects available this year. Doing the same thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I read that somewhere. We're going to do the same thing leading up to the 2022 NBA draft that's scheduled for June 23rd. We've already done Chet Holmgren, Paulo Bancaro, Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray. If you missed any of those, you can find them in the podcast feed or uh, on YouTube. Today, we're going to turn our attention to Kentucky's, kind of Kentucky's, kind of Kentucky's. (laughs) He went to school there. Shaden Sharp. I've got him going sixth overall to the Indiana Pacers in my latest mock draft. Dead leg, is that too high, too low? We're just about right.
1: The ultimate pandemic prospect right here, Shaden Sharp, because his reputation increased greatly over the past 12 months, really. Um, But we have not seen him play legitimate organized basketball in almost a year. He did play, you know, an exhibition in October of last year. But The reason why he's gotten to this point where he's considered a top 10 prospect, you've got him six right now is because he looked like arguably the best player at last year's Nike EYBL event, which then obviously segued into the Peach Jam as it always does. But last year was a different deal altogether with Nike EYBL in that it it crammed its calendar and condensed a lot of its games into that July period as opposed to April into July. And so Shaden Sharp got a lot of eyes on him, looked really, really awesome. He averaged... You know, almost twenty-three points, five-point-eight rebounds, two-point-seven assists, while playing for uh, one of the Canadian grassroots team out of Nike. You play, and who's to say? I mean, I don't know. He he has spent time on American soil before at Kentucky. He played at a couple of different prep schools, and then you know, GP might. If you want to lay out the backstory, I'm sure you got all prep. But he is the pandemic prospect. I I don't I don't. He's six-five wing. He's, he's got almost a seven-foot wingspan. It was like 6'11 and a half when he was measured at the Combine. Um, there's a lot of potential here, but we just don't know. I, there's a, a real risk here. There's, as much of an unknown in the top 10, maybe as much of an unknown period because he has not played organized hoop in so long. What are your thoughts on, on Sharp and his reputation and the fact that he has managed to, to move and would seem to be, like, I think his ceiling is probably going four, and I think his floor is probably 10, probably. Um, what are your thoughts on on where he stands in his journey to this point?
0: Well, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't go somewhere in the top 10. Uh, I, I, I think you're right. I'd also be surprised if he went anywhere higher than fourth. But I could see somebody falling in love with him. And, and if it's the same franchise that, say, falls in love with him and has big questions about Chet Holmgren, you know that that's the type of combination where you could see him getting into the top three, but he he's obviously uh, the biggest mystery in this draft, if only because, like you said, we haven't seen him play in an organized competitive basketball game, and even that was like grassroots stuff in roughly a year. Never played college basketball, never played G League Ignite or any of these types of things. You, you had the measurement six five guard wing, um, certainly more of a two three than a one two, but but you know six five guard. 6'11 and a half wingspan was unranked by most scouting services for much of his time in high school. and then he started getting some attention, like legitimate high major offer. the idea that he went from a nothing to uh, a five star prospect just like that or even right. in the or even in July of last year. that's not quite true. Uh, he was you know getting high major offers even before he blew up uh, on the EYBL circuit last season last year. But once he blew up on the EYBL circuit, he became a consensus uh, five-star guy. Like you said, 22.6 points, 5.8 rebounds, 2.7 assists per game on the EYBL circuit last year. After that, he's a five-star prospect. So he is a late bloomer, a little bit like Cade Cunningham was a a late bloomer. Um, And then was actually ranked as the number one prospect in the class of 2022 before reclassifying to 2021. And then, according to 24-7 Sports, he landed uh, third in 2021 behind Chet Holmgren and and Paulo Benquero. Committed to Kentucky last September, enrolled in the second semester, and was eligible to play, but never played, much to the disappointment, major disappointment to, to Kentucky fans. He's eligible for this 2022 NBA draft, because he, A, graduated high school before uh, this NBA season began, which was not clear-cut when he committed to Kentucky. Um, There was some thought that he didn't graduate until after the NBA season started, but ultimately he had a diploma uh, that I think had him graduating maybe in last May, May 2021. And so that, combined with the fact that he turned 19 in the year 2021, Uh, makes him eligible for this draft. So let's stop here for a second. Does it bother you that he chose, because he did choose, or the people around him chose, not to play at Kentucky, or is that totally understandable and just something that makes him harder to evaluate, but not something that should be necessarily used against him?
1: I mean, I don't know if it'll be used against him or not, but, yeah, there was – I don't know if this really ever got – I mean, we talked about this on the podcast – I don't know if it got to a point of, of national conversation that was consistent, but certainly it was talked about plenty at Kentucky, even though the Wildcats had a had a, a good team and a bounce-back season after what happened the year before, this will-he-won't-he shade-and-sharp deal. And the reason why I think there wasn't even more noise made about it was Hamadou Diallo went through this process like five years. Has it really been five years since he did this? Um, Maybe four years ago. It's it's wild how time can fly sometimes. But Hamadou Diallo, you know, enrolled early, didn't play, then wound up uh, suiting up for Kentucky and then, you know, used that on the way to eventually being drafted. Uh, And we look up, and Hamadou Diallo was, you know, he was a a freak athlete with good potential, but, you know, hasn't really amounted to anything uh, just yet. Sharp clearly has a higher ceiling than that, but. You know, the way that it was reported and the word coming out was he's not going to play. He's going to play next season. And then there was this ever lingering question of, well, can he get eligible? Will he be? I don't know. Some of that, some of the stuff surrounding Shaden Sharp's graduation diploma, eligibility, like he is eligible now for the draft. He's going, but I, I don't know. It, that was a bizarre situation. Now, he's made the right decision to go into the draft. If you're projected to go in the top 10, you got to go. And the, we agree on that entirely. But I'd certainly have questions if I was in a front office, you know, just to, to, to at least get some insight into why didn't you play? Obviously, talk to Cal, talk to people, Kentucky, get a little bit more of that. It would have been great to see him play. Kentucky would have probably been better had he played because of his natural talent there. Although they had a they had a generally good thing going. They had the national player of the year. Yeah, they they lost in the first round to St. Peter's and all that stuff as a two seed. That was disappointing. But yeah, man, I just keep coming back to the fact that he is the ultimate pandemic prospect because a lot of his stuff, a lot of what he was looked at, he wasn't. You know, he didn't play for the better part of a year, and then he was watched over a screen people weren't watching these games in person and he slowly but surely built up his reputation, which has earned. I do think that he was clearly one of the three to five most talented players in what wound up being his graduating class there. Um, but what are you getting GP? Like, is it reasonable that his stock has gotten to this point? That's the other thing. I don't know. Again, we have not seen it. He never played college ball. So while the measurables and some of the skills are understandable to why he's gotten to this point. I don't know. It's wild to me on a certain level that that he could go four or five or six in this draft and have, have not played a legitimate competitive game of organized basketball for almost a year at the time when that happens because – While he's earned that, it's also not a player that it's like, man, this guy was number one in his class and was clearly a future lottery pick from the age of 15. That's not what this is. He was a slow but steady riser and then really firmed up his reputation last July. I mean, he was he was a four star recruit less than two years ago. So because of that, I'm. I'm not saying that he won't be successful. I just find his case to be interesting. And when we talk about guys and the inevitability, when you look around the lottery and you go back three years post, six years post, 10 years post, and you say, well, look at this, you know, six of these guys are just kind of whatever. I'm not saying that he definitely will be that. It just will not surprise me if he'll be that, because frankly, we just don't have a lot to, to go on. We're just, he is a, a prospect with a lot of risk to him, uh, potentially though with, with plenty of reward if he indeed hits, because he has the athleticism. There's no doubt about that.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank
1: of America and a member FDSE. Uh,
0: first, let's circle back to the question you asked, um, or you, if you're working in a front office, would like to ask, like, why did you choose not to play at Kentucky? I think the answer, I don't know what he'll say, but the answer, the honest answer is pretty obvious to me because I knew I was eligible for the 2022 NBA draft because I knew I was a top 10 pick. And there's no sense in risking that. It is very difficult to be a 19-year-old and join a team, a team largely of older guys, Oscar Shibwe, Kellen Brady, Keon Brooks, Sabir Wheeler. It's very difficult to be a 19-year-old, and you got no summer, you got no preseason, and boom, you're just playing games in the SEC. Like, I remember I was on the sideline for that Kentucky at Auburn game and there were like some whispers, like maybe, especially when Ty Ty Washington went down. It was like, maybe now they use severe we- I mean, uh, Shaden Sharp. It's like, you cannot throw him into that. that. It would be wildly irresponsible. And I think John knew that at that point. But I think his people also knew that at that point. Um, he could have been dropped in January 25th into the season and been awesome. I'm not ruling that out. But I do think, from a draft stock perspective, the risk far outweighed any reward, and so I understood why he didn't play. It's also why I never understood why people thought he would play next season. <laughs> Once it became clear he's eligible for the 2022 draft, let's just break this down logically. You're not playing in 2000 in the 2021-22 season because you don't, in part, because you don't want to mess up your draft stock as a Probable top ten pick, but you're going to come back and play in the 2000. You're to, then you're going to turn that down. Like the reason you're not playing is you don't want to risk it. Now you're going to turn it down, come yeah. back, risk it, and be in the 2023 Yeah, Like I, uh, though, well, the
1: clarity on that was not clear. From oh, I know. It. Oh, oh I, I, got, I Behind the scenes, I don't think that that was clear, and that's why this kind of led to this. Oh, point. And what really did sharper as people know, that's another sticking point. Well, also, now, it, it, it just added yeah, to the drama. But,
0: well, this is one of those where the further you are away from it, the easier it is to see. Like Kyle Tucker at the Athletic uh, did a nice story on this, where he sort of he like Shaden Sharp's people were constantly telling the Kentucky staff he's going he's going to play at Kentucky. They were constantly telling him that. Now, from my I never talked to Shaden Sharp's people, so all I had to do was look at it logically from a distance. Here's a guy who's not playing in part to protect his draft stock. He's a projected top ten pick. Why would he if he's eligible for this draft? Why would he come back to school and then risk his draft stock all over again? Like those two things don't line up. I I'm not playing in part because I don't want to drift my drafts, uh, risk my draft stock, but I'm going to come back and risk it all next season. What just go be a top 10 pick. So if you're close to it, like the Kentucky staff, you might be going, Hey, listen, I know I get it, but they're telling us he's going to play next season. So like, and he's enrolled in classes. If he's gonna not play next season, why is he enrolled in classes? I get why if you're up close, you can kind of trick yourself into thinking, maybe he really will play for us next season. But from a distance, it never made sense to me. Evidence being, if you go back and look at the top 25 and one, literally version 1.0 from the night of the national championship game, I did not have Shaden Sharp projected on Kentucky's roster. Even when people were saying, he's saying he's going to play at Kentucky. I was like, I'll believe it when I see it, because I'm projecting all top 10 picks to not play college basketball next season so I think that's the answer to that either way um like you've noted he's the biggest high upside shoot for the stars guy available in this draft he could be the best player in this draft or he could be somebody you miss on um because he's gonna be a top 10 pick based on more or less physical tools workouts and an awesome few months on the grassroots circuit that's it and If you go back and look at the class of 2021 rankings, where would we be projecting these guys to go in the 2022 draft? If like Shaden Sharp, we never saw them play in college, Patrick Baldwin. He was eighth in the class of 2021. Everybody would have him projected as a lottery pick right now. If he never played in college. Now he's a borderline first round pick Caleb Houston. He was 11th in the same class
1: who played with Shaden Sharp for for uh, for you uh, for Canada on, on the national stage. So they've actually been teammates and was a better player.
0: When they played together, he was the leading scorer, not not Shaden shade. Um Peyton Watson was 12th in the class of 2021. He ain't going 12th in the 2022 draft. J.D. Davidson was 13th in the class of 2021. He ain't going 13th in the 2022 draft. So some of this is, that's, I don't want to overstate it, but like top five player in his class super athlete, um, incredible jumper, nose on the rim type guy, nice shot creator, legitimate shot maker, creative finisher at the rim, you know, donks, obviously, but also at the rim, like different hands, hanging finishes, up and under layups, all that stuff. Um, And like, I I get it. I, I would take him in the top 10, but you haven't seen him compete consistently against comparable guys. You don't know what that looks like. Um, does he impact winning? Um, Adam Feklestein had a a, a nice piece on this earlier today. Like, is he an alpha? Or this is the way Adam put it, uh, a Robin to somebody else's Batman. You watch somebody play 35 games in college, you can get a sense for that. You can't get a sense for that off workouts. Is is this guy ready to take over games? Um, Or is he just uh, a really uh, high-level athlete shot creator and shot maker um this is the type of stuff you can get a sense of in college um but it's hard to know what that is without games I, I would take him in the top 10 i i won't be surprised if he goes in the top five but you are you are gambling in a way with him that you're probably not gambling with apollo bencaro with a jabari smith even with a you know, maybe a Keegan Murray or a Jaden Ivey or an Ochai if you want to go down the list a little bit more.
1: He has top five athleticism in the draft. I think that's pretty clear. Um, has a good eye, good shooting eye. A bit of, uh, you know what, a bit of a, I, I did, you know, refresh as as we do with each of these prospects. I spent about 20, 25 minutes checking out a few YouTube videos. He's actually a, he's a daring but promising passer. I actually think he's got some, some good distribution scu- skills as well. Uh, he has strength. I like his combination of strength and finesse. But again, I'm always keeping in mind the competition he's playing against when we're watching what he can do there. He's good at making his own shot. He might even be great at creating his own shot. The gather and release, it's pretty clean. Like it. I don't think there needs to be a ton of adjustment there. Uh, It is easy to see Shaden Sharp, watch the highlights, probably even watch him do a workout and not talk yourself into him being an NBA player with like real impact. Uh, There are knocks. His handle's loose. Definitely too loose. I would bet you that some of the most stringent workout work that he is doing and has done in the past six weeks has been to tighten up his dribble. Uh, he also has a reputation for being absent minded on defense. No one, I, he clearly, when you're as big as he is, he's like a sturdy 200 pounds, right? Big as he is, long as he is, six and 11 and a half wingspan on a 6.5 going on a 6.6 six frame. Like you can be in a, a plus defender in the NBA if you want to do it. No one knows if he if he if if he's going to want to do it. He has the body muscle and athleticism to do that. But he was probably a pedestrian at best high school defender because there were just times when he wasn't engaged. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. GP, how this translates, no one knows. This is also part of the fun of the draft. I mean, he's going to get picked high. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I've seen some buzz about how... He'd work so well, you know, alongside Cade Cunningham. And if like yeah, Cade Cunningham and Shaden Sharp both like clicked and really, really hit. And like, Cunningham is already to a certain extent, but if he continues to grow, then if you're a Pistons fan and he goes five, then that's incredibly, incredibly uh uh you know boosting to any fan spirit there. But I just don't know. I, we're gonna have to and he might even be a player where he gets drafted five, seven, nine. And it might take two or three years to click if it does. That's the other thing to keep in mind here. Some of these guys will not be immediate impact players depending on where they're drafted, the system they go to, and everything with that. And I could see Sharp also being that kind of guy. You know, How much is he an alpha and how much will he be able to go in to a franchise and immediately establish himself, work himself into the rotation, play north of 20, 22, 24 minutes a game. We just don't know that yet. So also keep that in mind. There are no shortage of guys who – build themselves into nice enough NBA players, but it does take them two or three years. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I lean toward that with sharp. Well, not really having true conviction on what his career will look like, because really, what are we drawing from? We're really, we're guessing with him as much as anyone else. To me, he feels like a player. He gets drafted year one, year two. There's a little bit there, but if he's going to be a player with a lot of production with, long-time starting capability, you know, the chance to average close to 20 or so, maybe that doesn't come until year three or year four because there's a lot to learn and there, there just will be a lot of catching up to do. Say what you will, GP, about not playing in college, banking on your top 10 stock. You can use that to your advantage, but it can also be a, a, a great disadvantage. Talk to many an NBA scout, and they will tell you have, not playing college ball, not actually going through that process, living that life day in, day out, for really the better part of nine months at minimum if you're a one-and-done kind of prospect. It, it will put you behind the eight ball. If you're super and talented, you can, you can certainly overcome it to a degree. But with Sharp, enough questions exist there to, to wonder if it might take him a year or two to catch up.
0: Yeah, um, you mentioned the shot. I am think I'm sold on that. You know, the the dribble step back threes that all, or at least most great guards use these days, like that's already a part of his game. Um, The shot looks translatable. Like it looks fine. There's nothing really wrong with it. Um, He showed signs as a passer. Again, I I should say, this is all stuff we've seen on film a year ago, (laughs) you know? So like on that film from... A year ago, year and a half ago, the the first step still needs some work. But this is all stuff pre-Kentucky. Like, how much is that? Like, we could see how much Jabari Smith has improved over the past year or Paulo Bencaro has improved over the last year. You can't really see it too much unless you were in practices at Kentucky. And, you know, from what I've been told by talking to some, you know, NBA evaluators, is like you didn't. You didn't always see a lot when you were in the practice gym uh, at at Kentucky. Um, You mentioned the defensive stuff. That's another area of concern, like on the list of things to be concerned about. But I'm with you on this, and we've talked about this in other podcasts. Um, The only time I'm genuinely concerned about a prospect on the defensive end of the court is when they are physically limited, Um, when – when they're an undersized big who's not, can't rim protect or when they're a slow footed guard, uh, when they're not an athlete, that's when I go, Ooh, I don't know who he's going to guard. This guy's a six, five athlete, six eleven and a half and a half wingspan. I- I'm not worried about that. Um, I, I, Jeff Van Gundy, I think in game two of the NBA finals. And I believe while talking about a former prospect, we, we will never, ever talk about again, um, said, you know, if you care about winning, you'll get better defensively. Like, if you've got the physical tools and you care, you'll get better defensively. And so I'm just – I know it's on the list of concerns. I'm not going to put it on my list of actual concerns. Um, I did uh, read a Q&A with Shaden Sharp from about a year ago, I guess, uh, where he he said he tried to model a lot of his game off of Bra- after Bradley Beal. Uh, but the truth is he's a little bigger than Bradley Beal. Better wingspan than Bradley Bill. Maybe not the shooter Bradley Bill is, but I don't know. If you're an NBA franchise picking fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, that you can get Bradley Bill. That'd be – yeah. I'll, I take it. I take it. But, you know, to bottom line this, I can't – it's hard for me to – imagine. I don't want to say I can't imagine. He could bomb some workouts and then it just spirals on him. Medical concerns. You have no idea. But it's hard for me to imagine him going outside of the top ten – and, you know, somebody's going to take him and, and, and when they announce the pick, you know, when they're explaining it to their local media, the night of the draft, they'll say, we think we got the best player in this draft. Or we think we got, you know, one of the two or three best players in this draft. And if you pass on him, you're just going to pass on him for all the reasons that we've already noted, which is, man, it's been a long time since we've seen him play. He, you know, we haven't really, even that was just like EYBL stuff. And it's just difficult to know. Um, if he actually is what the grassroots basketball tape stuff says that he is. And also, like, some of this I think will come down to what does the Kentucky staff tell NBA people about him, like about his work ethic, about his mindset, about the way um, he performed in practices when he was on a court, you know, with Ty Ty Washington and Cypher Wheeler and, and Oscar Shibwe and Keon Brooks. Like, did 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 he ever or how often did he look like the best player in the gym you know how, how often did you walk into that practice gym and go yeah this guy's not playing but he's the best player here um you know i i'm not sure of the answer to that question i've heard mixed answers to that question but that's something if i'm an ma evaluator i want i want to hear john calipari tell me
1: it'll be interesting to see how and where he's picked versus say a player like ochai Abaji who has four years of production and got better and better Sharp is all about the potential and the unknown. Abaji, we know about as much as you could possibly know about a player. And having said that, it'll be our next prospect update in this podcast series.
0: Spoiler alert, I'm higher on Oche Abaji than most. And we'll talk about him extensively in the next episode of the Island College Basketball Podcast. Shouts to Devin Downey, shouts to Chester, South Carolina, shouts to Huck, Larnell. Thank you guys for listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast. way you listen to podcasts including spotify or apple if you're not subscribed at those places please go do that at apple please um you know five stars and a a nice review like type some words because there's more of us there's more of us than there are of them if you still watch it on youtube please smash the like button before you get out of here and uh as noted we'll talk to you again real soon Till then take care.